Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. From the most trusted journalists at Comedy Central, it's America's only source for news. This is The Daily Show with your host, John Stewart. Now, where was I? Um, I'm excited to be back. I'm very excited. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Why am I back? Uh, You may be asking yourselves. It's a very reasonable question. Uh, I have committed a lot of crimes. From what I understand, talk show hosts are granted immunity, so it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense, but take it up with the founders. I don't know. We're going to have so much we're going to talk about this year. Uh, uh, Obviously, elections. Maybe we'll talk about China. Maybe we'll talk about AI. Maybe something a little lighter, Israel-Palestine. Who knows? (laughs) But first, the Super Bowl was yesterday. There's a gentleman in the crowd who's delighted that uh, Kansas City won. It was really, sadly, a lose-lose for real America. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are world champions, which means the decades-long plot in which Travis and Taylor brainwash America into getting, into getting routine vaccinations is complete. But it was really kind of a no-win for conservatives. I mean, if the Chiefs lost, who wins? The People's Communist Republic of Gay Pelosi stand. It's almost like the right's ridiculous obsession with politicizing every aspect of American life ruins everything. But now that it's over, nine months till the election, people! And the exciting part is, we already know our candidates. It's, drum roll please, these guys! (laughs) 
Watch, watch. Tonight we're debuting our election coverage in Decision 2024, American Democracy. <laughs> See, it's a, it's a homophone. We didn't change the, the sound of the word, but we added a K, which makes it wittier. Uh, how, how about Indecision 2024? Electron! We changed the one letter. Are you disappointed yet? So Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and by the way, this weekend, the big news was the special counsel report on Joe Biden's handling of classified information. The special counsel's report offers scathing details of what it calls his diminished faculties and faulty memory. Writing, if charged, Mr. Biden will likely present himself to the jury, as he did during his interview with our office, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Where did I park those documents? <laughs> this guy couldn't remember stuff during his deposition. Do you understand what that means? He had no ability to recall very basic things under questioning. The footage of the president unable to recall simple facts must have been brutal to watch. James Webb. I don't remember the names. I don't remember the name. I don't remember ever buying something for myself. Do you recall what years you were married to Ms. Maples? Um, I mean, I, I don't remember that. Okay, okay. As, as good as my memory is, I don't remember that. But I have a, I have a good memory. So you don't remember saying you have one of the best memories? I, I don't remember. <laughs> That's the high-functioning candidate <laughs> from nine years ago, unable to recall if he has a good memory. <laughs> I'm sorry, here's the actual footage. Who created Trump International Realtor? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the email. I'm just saying I don't remember this. I, I just don't seem to recall anything about this. He actually seemed <laughs> upset about it. Yes, it turns out that the leading cause of early-onset dementia is being deposed. <laughs> but back to President Biden. Biden was not about to take the special counsel's characterizations lying down, although chances are he was lying down. When... <laughs> the point is this. To the press conference, Batman! My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm president. I put this country back on its feet. Well, no, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But, Mr. President, what are the... Let me answer your question. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. Boom! He took them to the house. He was all over it. Joe Biden taking names, kicking ass, press conference over. You didn't mess up. You didn't. No, no, no. Don't stop. Wait. Hold on. Hold on, sir. Don't. No, you killed this. Take the W. What are you doing? Do not go.
Allow me to present to you a one-man show about what Joe Biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. The show is called, No! Do not go back! Please, but he went back! I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. Garbanzo. By the way, uh, the response in Gaza has been over the top. <laughs> you know, I like how Biden describes Israel's incessant bombing of civilians the same way my mother talks about the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> it was a little much. Did they need to be on roller skates? <laughs> Whatever happened to music? You sing the song and people will love it, but with the abs and the twirling. And the hits kept coming. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Now, geography buffs might have noticed <laughs> Gaza and Mexico do not share a border. <laughs> that Biden was referring to Sisi, the president of Egypt, not Mexico. Unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named C. C. <laughs> so Joe Biden had a big press conference to dispel the notion that he may have lost a step and, politically speaking, lost three to four steps. <laughs> but don't worry, because they don't need the press conference. The Super Bowl was on Sunday, and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl, and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Fire everyone. <laughs> everyone. How do you go on TikTok and end up looking older? Everyone spent the entire weekend talking about whether the Democratic choice for president is mentally up to the challenge of the world's most demanding job. So what was his opponent saying this weekend? We have to win in November or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. I can't believe I've lived in New Jersey this long 
and have been mispronouncing Pennsylvania. <laughs> Apparently, the emphasis is at the end of the line. Yes, it should be noted, while concerns over any president's fitness and acuity are legitimate, especially those at an advanced age, Biden's opponent also seems to live at the villages. So, <laughs> the question then becomes, what the f*** are we doing here, people? Ooh, wait. No? That's a nice Indecision 2024 title. Yeah! Let me tell you something. Biden's lost the step, but Trump regularly says things at rallies that would warrant a wellness check. All I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. I am, a, I am not a scientist. Uh, I'm pretty sure water is not the end of magnets. I... <laughs> I think he may be thinking of cotton candy. <laughs> Pretty easy to mix those up. It's probably why the front of his refrigerator is so messy. It's just <laughs> it's sticky. Look, look, these, these two candidates, they're very kind with your enthusiasm. They, these two candidates, they are both similarly challenged. And it is not crazy to think that the oldest people in the history of the country to ever run for president might have some of these challenges. Now, Democrats will say that any criticism like this, especially of Biden, is unfair because you just don't know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp. He's focused. He's bright. He is sharp, intensely probing and detail oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart. He's on his game. I was in almost every meeting with the president, and the president was in front of and on top of it all, coordinating and directing leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe. Did anyone Film that? <laughs> because if you're if you're telling us behind the scenes he is sharp and full of energy and on top of it and really in control and leading, you should film that. <laughs> that would be good to show to people instead of a TikTok where he goes, okay. <laughs> We see he's in charge. You see, I like cookies. <laughs> of course, when it comes to Republicans, they've got a different strategy for their 77-year-old candidate. Well, first of all, Donald Trump is not an old man. He's an old man! <laughs> he is objectively an old man on a human scale. Trump is objectively old. If he was a tortoise... I would tell him as a tortoise at 77, oh, young man, go off and enjoy college. <laughs> but he's not a tourist. He's not a tortoise. That is not being ageist. That is being human lifespanist. <laughs> One thing we know for certain is this. We have two candidates who are chronologically outside the norm of anyone who has run uh, for the presidency in this country, in the history of this country. They are the oldest people 
ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set! <laughs> the last time they ran! They are at the age objectively old. They're at the age. There are no more age-related milestones to hit. They got the ARP card. They've got Social Security. They've got their movie discounts. There is no, oh, wait till you hit 88. You get to drink and drive. No! The only thing left to them is a Today Show Smuckers shout-out. You know what? I think we've got a new name for our election coverage. Indecision 2024 Antiques Roadshow. All right. Look. Here's what I'm going to tell you. We're not suggesting neither man is vibrant, productive, or even capable. But they're both stretching the limits of being able to handle the toughest job in the world. What's crazy is thinking that we're the ones, as voters, who must silence concerns and criticisms. It is the candidate's job to assuage concerns, not the voter's job not to mention them. And look, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be cruel. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to do this on my first day. Come, come over here. Look at me. Look what time hath wrought. Give the kids a tree to the lunar surface here. <laughs> Look at this. I'm tw like 20 years younger than these <laughs> This. <laughs> Look at this. They wish. Here's the truth. And if you think like, oh, 20 years isn't that long, this is me 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And perhaps it was my mistake for sleeping in a meat dehydrator. Look, Joe Biden isn't Donald Trump. He hasn't been indicted as many times, hasn't had as many fraudulent businesses, or been convicted in a civil trial for sexual assault, or been ordered to pay defamation and had his charities disbanded, or stiffed a shit ton of blue-collar tradesmen he'd hired. <laughs> Should we even get to the grab-the-pussy stuff? Probably not. But the stakes of this election don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny. It actually makes him more subject to scrutiny. If the barbarians are at the gate, you want Conan standing on the ramparts, not chocolate chip cookie <laughs> So what's the good news? That was not rhetorical framing. I'm literally asking you. Look, the next nine months or so, and maybe more than that, depending on the coup schedule, they're going to suck. You're going to be getting emails with insane subject lines like, Hello, John, it's Chuck Schumer. <laughs> Donald Trump is right behind you with a knife. <laughs> Donate. 
you're going to get inundated with robocalls and push polls and real polls and people are going to tell you to rock the vote and be the vote and vote the vote and finger bang the vote and it's all <laughs> going to make you feel like Tuesday November 5th is the only day that matters and that day does matter but man November 6th ain't nothing to sneeze at or November 7th if your guy loses bad things might happen but the country is not over and if your guy wins the country is in no way saved I've learned one thing over these last nine years and I was glib at best and probably dismissive at worst about this the work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail job day in and day out where thousands of committed anonymous smart and dedicated people bang on closed doors and pick up those that are fallen and grind away on issues till they get a positive result and even then have to stay on to make sure that result holds so the good news is I'm not saying you don't have to worry about who wins the election. I'm saying you have to worry about every day before it and every day after. Forever. Although, on the plus side, I am told that at some point, the sun will run out of hydrogen. When we come back, we'll have full team coverage. Don't go away. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. with non-stop election coverage and we want to be a part of that so we're going to preview our wall-to-wall election season coverage with the best news team going we got our very own desi lydic and michael costa uh desi welcome michael welcome uh desi i'll start with you uh where Where are you going to be reporting from this election season? John, I'm going to be spending the next nine months here in a Michigan diner because diners are where real Americans eat. The people are gritty, the menus are sticky, and the chickens have fingers. 
And I'll be in the same diner as Desi, but the realer part of the diner. Not the booth section with all the coastal elite Democrats and their fancy back support. I'll be spending the campaign at the counter with the Trump voters because realer Americans want to sit at the bar stool on their coats. John? <laughs> Michael, what do, what do Trump voters think about this election? Oh. They're excited for President Trump to win the presidency a third time and enact his agenda. Are they talking about border wall tariffs? That's what they're excited for? No, I, I would say the vengeance. Uh, <laughs> total and utter vengeance. One woman I met, Irene, retired nurse, she said that she hopes that Trump will, quote, split the skies and rain fire upon the states of blue. His terrible blades sundering his enemies until nature herself bows before his dominion and his name is carved upon the moon. End quote. Is there also enthusiasm on the Democratic side, Desi? Oh, oh, the Democrats are pumped for Joe Biden, whether it's this Joe Biden or maybe someone else who changes their name to Joe Biden. <laughs> Point is, everyone's excited and no one's crying in the bathroom. It sounds like things are going very well and we'll certainly be keeping... John, over here, hello. Oh, it's Dulce Sloan, everybody. Dulce Sloan. Dulce, I'm sorry, it looks like... It looks like you're outside. Why aren't you uh, inside the diner asking people what they think? I know what they think. It's what everybody thinks. This is the same shit all over again. It's just a reboot. We need more than just the same show with an older yet familiar face. <laughs> You mean, you, you're talking about the two candidates. You're talking about the... Yeah! Yeah, I mean, they already had this job. <laughs> now these old white dudes got to come back and reclaim it? Like, come on, sir, go do something new. It's so desperate. <laughs> like, let someone else run the show. We're, we're talking about the election, right? I said what I said. John. John. John, I disagree. You won't find a single Republican who will say they don't want to vote for Trump. Now, is that because they're afraid of being murdered by other Trump voters? Yes, but being afraid is a form of excitement. Yeah. Same here, John. The Democrats here can't wait to show their Joe Biden support with these great campaign shirts. That's... Desi, his name is Velcroed on that shirt. Hmm? No. Yeah, no. What's underneath the name, Desi? What... Swift to jump into the race. Oh my God, no, no. Why, has she said something to you? No, <laughs> listen guys, thank you so much. It's gonna be a great camp. Pain, is that Ronnie Chang behind you, Desi? <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, John. Hey, Ronnie, it's great to see you're gonna be out on the campaign trail. What do you got? Uh, I got uh, potato skins, John. <laughs> 
That's what I like them do. They're frozen in the middle. Back to you, John. Ronnie, what about the people now? This behavior. What about the people there, Ronnie? What are their beliefs? Their positions? What the f are you talking about? <laughs> their position. <coughs> their position is hunched over that place eating. This is a diner, okay? People come here to eat and sometimes take a quick bath in the sink. Get a story. Ask someone a question. Uh, uh, all right. Anyone want those fries? <laughs> Bernie Chang, everybody. Give it up one more time. For the best news team. You know something? Uh, if I can say just this one thing. When you consider the election. Bravo, and- John. Bravo. Well, 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 it's uh, Jordan Klepper, everybody. I didn't, uh, I didn't see you there. You must have snuck up. <laughs> Shouldn't you be out somewhere talking to insurrectionists in a parking lot? Oh, <laughs> biting, John, biting. You must be so proud of yourself with all these little satirical bits exposing the absurdities of our political process. Well, I mean, it was fun. We had a fun day. We had fun making this stuff up. Oh, I bet it was. Did you save democracy yet? No, I didn't. Did you? <laughs> Your 90s brand of snark and both siderism. Oh, George Bush is dumb. Al Gore's so boring. Wow, searing, John. I wasn't really trying to save democracy. I was just trying to... All you do is brainwash voters into accepting a corrosive status quo when they could be out marching in the streets to effect change. Frankly, you disgust me. I can tell that from the tone of your voice <laughs> on there. But, you know, Jordan, I'm here like once a week. Like, seriously, what do you, what do you want from me? It's like Monday. Wait, so. you, you're only here once a week? Yeah. Who's hosting the show the other days of the week? The news team, Jordan. You're, in fact, you're the host this whole week after I leave. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's you. <laughs> Great having you back, buddy. I gotta tell you that. This is gonna be so much fun. What we're doing here is important, John. I can't wait to change the world with you, my friend. Thanks very much. Really nice to see you. Good to see you. Good luck, everybody. When we come back, we'll be joined by Zanny Minton Meadows. Don't go away. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Chief of the Economist, please welcome to the program, Zanny Minton Beddoes. I hope you're all right. I'm all right. I when think I was here I'm nine years right. ago, we almost killed Jimmy Carter with the rolling chairs. He almost went all the way back. No, it swivels this way. It does swivel. Uh, we have the economy. This is your magazine. We have it. We Woo. brought it with us. I don't know if you can see that there. We have that there. And it's, it's got a post-it note in there for... What? The right page? I have you need no to look idea at. why there's a post-it note in there. <laughs> I thought there was a centerfold. It wasn't there. I don't know what was happening. Uh, welcome to the show, though. We very much appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know... The Economist wrote about some of Joe Biden's issues a year ago. You wrote, is he going to be up for the job in in the second term? What were the concerns that that you guys had then? So we wrote after the midterms that he should not stand for a second term. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he when he came in, it was he was hoping to be. He said pretty much that he wanted to be a one term president. He was a grown up. He would save the country. from. He was the the bridge. He was the bridge. candidate. He didn't say which bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't the Williamsburg Bridge. It's one of those bridges in Florida that go 30 miles. Absolutely. And and I think we after the midterms, we thought that it was time for him to kind of make that clear. He would have been had he said he was going to be a one term president. He would have been a remarkable one term president. He's achieved an unbelievable amount for one term. But now we are where we are here and huge majorities of the American people, including huge majorities of Democrats, think he is too old for a second term. It's really alarming that the only person between us and the return of Donald Trump is a frail 81-year-old. You said that like Voldemort. You said the return return of Donald Trump. Look, it really worries me. And and it may be a little weird, but for those of us outside the U.S., well, couldn't they say, though, if, if you say I had a remarkable first term, what's to say I won't have a remarkable second term? He's 81 years old. What? You know, <laughs> he is the same age pretty much as my father. I love my father dearly. My sure. father's a wonderful man, but my father should be nowhere near the most important job in the world. He probably never should have been. But 81-year-olds, 81-year-olds. He doesn't you... watch this thing, does he? Does he watch? <laughs> How many... This may, be, this may be a little explanation we'll sure, have to go understood. on later. But he, uh, an 81-year-old, you know what they're like at 81. You know what they're going to be like at 85. You know, time travels one way and people go in one direction at that age. Why are you and, looking at me like that when you say that? That seemed, <laughs> that, that seemed awfully personal. As you said at the beginning of the show, you're a t- good 20 years younger. You know, you've got a long time still. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Is, but let me ask you, so there is obviously a press pool. There's a White House press corps. There's a certain amount of mystery that seems to surround this. All the people behind the scenes are saying, you don't know like we know. He's leading these meetings. He's unbelievable. You, I wish you could see it. But certainly there are press people that travel with 
the president. Surely, I have not seen people come out with first-hand accounts. They have not come what, out and said... bounding along Air Force One. Right, or just said, I follow the president, I'm with him every day, he is unbelievably sharp, he's just camera shy, or whatever it is, <laughs> but nobody is making those. It makes it seem conspiratorial. Uh, yeah, and I think it's what is clear is that it is quite hard to get access to this president. He is very carefully shepherded around. He doesn't do very many press conferences, he doesn't do very many interviews. I assume that's for a reason. And I hear the same thing. You know, he's very sharp. He talks for a long time. He can outlast anybody in a meeting. I'm perfectly prepared to believe that on some subjects that's true. Joe Biden knows a huge amount of that foreign policy. He is exactly the right person to have in the Oval Office in the world as it is we have today. And I'm sure on certain things he can go for hours and hours and hours. He can probably be in negotiations for a long time. But does that mean he should be president for another two terms? I, I think it's worrying. Now, when you not say one he gets well, one term, yeah, <laughs> the world order is changing. And there is a part, you know, the economist is certainly, you know, it, it does represent a certain mainstream point of view or, or establishment. Well, actually, interestingly, we we stand for good classic English liberalism. It's not the same as an American liberal, which is more of a lefty, but the English liberalism... Am I going to get tested on this? Because no, I don't... No, 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 I'm going to start with a little, little lesson here. But no, we, we believe in individual freedom, free markets, limited government. We've kind of believed in that for a long time. And for a long time, you're right, our view was the kind of mainstream view. You know, Reaganism, Thatcherism, even Clintonism, you know, it wasn't too far apart. That was the mainstream right. view. But now it, it, we're absolutely not the mainstream view. Now, you know... I should have said establishment. I think it's yeah, more establishment. The, the status quo. But we're absolutely not the establishment view. Now, now industrial policy is in, big state is in, protectionism is in, all manner of things that we traditionally didn't believe in. And so our kind of liberalism... I think is, is very much not the mainstream view now. And we're championing liberalism in the face, actually, of pretty concerted um, resistance to it and people going in different directions. So the whole kind of Trumpist assault, if you will, this, there's an, in fact, our cover, this week's cover is going to be about this, almost certainly, unless something dramatic happens, which is about national conservatism. It, this idea which, you know, the MAGA Republicans have, but also a bunch of conservatives in Europe you know, Victor Orban, Georgia Maloney in, in Italy, Marine Le Pen in France. Mm -hmm. they are, there are differences between them, but they're united by an idea that they want to be anti-globalist. Mm -hmm. They're anti-trade. They're very skeptical of migration. They want to push back against what they see as progressive, woke ideology. Would you say this is perhaps a new world order that they well, are They would promoting. love that. Oh, no, they're the they ones who always talk about how there's a conspiracy to create a new world order, when if you really look at it, they're the ones trying to create it. They're shifting. There was an old paradigm, right, which was America post-war aligned itself with liberal Europe against communism. That was the stability of the world since World War II was capitalism versus communism. It looks like there appears to be a realignment along the lines of not capitalism and communism, but woke and unwoke. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is what ties Putin to Trump and Orban to Trump. If you listen to Putin, when he talks about uh, uh, orthodox Christianity and Western society and anti-gay rhetoric, he sounds like a AM no, radio host. Absolutely. And there, and there, <laughs> there are people in, in the Republican Party now who, are, who warm more to Putin than to Ukraine, for example. So I, I think you're right. Oh, I think all of them. I, no, not all of them. Not all of well, them. Well, Mitch McConnell, no. but he just stops working every now and then. <laughs> no, no I, think that, I think there's a really serious point. There's a complete 
You know, one way of thinking about it is a, is a MAGA takeover of the Republican Party. But another, I think there's something more profound going on, which is there is potentially a kind of revolution in conservatism, which may end up being as big as the kind of Thatcherite, Reaganite revolution, mm -hmm. which is taking it in a completely different direction. No, it's, which is it's not a populism the Absolutely. and a nativism, but it's combined with this anti-wokeism that yeah. almost seems to be the more powerful unifying theory than it is, it used to be economic theories, and now it's theories of social culture yes. issues. identity, social culture. That's right. Absolutely. No, I think there is, that's definitely a fault line, and the, the people you cite are definitely on one side of it. Whether it's a new world order yet, I don't know. Uh, we did not talk about NATO. Uh, Donald Trump very famously came out and said, I would encourage Russia, this was years ago, uh, to attack them so that they would pay their bills. As though uh, the value of NATO is in what they can contribute financially. What, what is your he, thought on he that? He sounded like he sounded like the mobster, right? They got to pay. They got to pay. That's right. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't, I think, understand what collective security is about. Like the NATO, NATO is basically if you attack the smallest NATO country, you're attacking America. That that basic deal was understood by the Soviet Union and then by Russia. That's why we haven't had an attack on NATO. I think that is undermined by him basically saying it's a protectionist racket, which is what he... So I don't think Donald Trump cares about alliances, but the reason it's so disconcerting and worrying, if you're in Europe right now, is this is happening at a time when Vladimir Putin has already done a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. He is rearming much faster than Europe. Europe is a fundamentally more dangerous place. So even with Donald Trump nowhere near the White House yet, him saying it right now is, is destabilizing. It makes it much more likely that... Putin, an aggressive dictator, you know, it pushes further. And at the same time, you have this aid for Ukraine held up here in this country. And to be clear, aiding Ukraine, giving the money to Ukraine, is the cheapest possible way for the U.S. to enhance its security. It's just, it's absolutely, the fighting is being done by the Ukrainians. They're the people who are being killed. The U.S. And, and Europe are supplying them weapons. And in doing so, we are pushing back against Putin. I mean, it... I've been to Kiev twice right. and, and lived there 30 years ago. And you can't go there and not think this is a European country that is looking westward. And for the U.S. to abandon it now, if it does, it's almost jaw dropping. The unfortunate part for Ukraine seems to be that it also holds a place in our culture war. Yeah. I don't think there's any principled opposition from the right in terms of sending arms, there might be in terms of the amount or the money or some of those things. I think they're really caught in the idea that Putin and Orban and that illiberal order are their natural allies. And so Ukraine, they have to paint that as uh, Nazified or uh, utterly corrupt as though Russia is somehow fundamentally uh, you know, just this unbelievable Valhalla. But uh, I think that's where, I think that's why Ukraine, if, if Russia had done there somewhere else, Ukraine happens to hold a very strange place in this whole Burisma, yeah, Hunter exactly. Biden, illiberal, like. Exactly. Donald Trump doesn't like Volodymyr Zelensky because of the whole issue around the first impeachment and Burisma right. and all of that stuff. That's so, right. And it was he a holds, perfect he call. holds grudges and that's he doesn't right. like Zelensky and he likes Putin because Putin's tough. That's right. That kind of thing. Then I think there are a bunch of Republicans who are genuine, what you might call old fashioned isolationists who just mm -hmm. don't think the kind of U.S. should be involved in this that's stuff. Right. Then there's a bunch who, who have perfectly reasonable concerns about whether the money is being well spent 
corruption in Ukraine. There is plenty of corruption in Ukraine, whether it's all well spent. And then I think you're right. There are these, and let's call them the Tucker Carlson Republicans, who, who kind of have a sense that there is somehow the, the Putin is the, the hero and Ukraine is the villain, which is sort of hard to get your head around, but that does seem to be what they think. Right. And that's, I do think that's the world order that, that they would be pushing towards. But this gets back to journalism. In this country, it's all about the money, and there's very little talk about even after September 11th, when Article 5 was invoked and they came to our defense. Yeah, the like, only it's time this, Article 5 has been invoked right, is, was, was to for come us. to the defense of the United and yet States. It's, it really does boil down to, oh, is this just a financial transaction gone awry, or is this uh, the valuable alliance that's kind of held together the world order? And Which, by the way, though, we have to be able to criticize what it did in Iraq and all these other things. But if we can't talk honestly about it, we end up shutting down all the conversation. Of course. I think there is discussion about it. I mean, NATO, most of the time, for most Americans, is not something that's probably top of mind. But I think there is a kind of I have reasonable... not been to a party where it's not the first thing people talk about. When you clearly move in serious circles. I wow. do. Generally, it's you go in, it's a little NATO talk, and then a keg stand. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for being here. It's thank really you. fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanny Vincent Battles of The Economist. Take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. whose once revered airports are dirty they're a crowded mess you sit and wait for hours and then are notified that the plane won't leave they have no idea when they will where ticket prices have tripled they don't have the pilots to fly the planes they don't have qualified air traffic controllers and they just don't know what the hell they are doing Explore more shows from The Daily Show Podcast Universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.